Don't tell Harry. Hello and welcome to another Tech Petition podcast. My name is Carrie Brown. Um, how's it going, Clarence? Going good, man. Uh, ready for another episode of the Tech Petition podcast. Cool. And just to be official here, um, this is the Tech Petition podcast for July tenth, two thousand seventeen. It's a Monday, and um, it's quite a fun weekend, wouldn't you say? Yeah, man, a very uh, spider-filled weekend, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> no. um, yeah, no. so I guess one of our main discussions today is going to be Spider-Man Homecoming, man. And how did you enjoy oh, the yeah. movie, man? Just uh, right off the top, the first impressions? Did you? Uh, yeah, let's do like a spoiler-free <laughs> section at the beginning, because yeah, after this, you probably don't want to listen, because I'm going to gorge about this movie, and I don't know if I can hold back spoilers. But spoiler-free... It it was one of it is no not one of it was the best Spider Man movie I've ever seen and Marvel keeps outdoing itself. That's my spoiler free review. <laughs> wow, um, man, I don't know. I'm just a sucker for the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man. I don't know. But, oh lord! But, but let me say, I really love this movie. It is probably the best Spider Man movie out there, uh, hands down. But just the nostalgia of uh, Tobey Maguire. Uh, back in the day is kind of just i just loved him as spider-man but that being said wonderful movie awesome to see it in mcu and we're gonna uh peel back the layers a little bit later cool uh but to start out with i guess we have a little spider-man news uh so it oh as you know it opened across the world this past week and it looks like it brought in a tidy sum um, to the tone of $257 million worldwide. Oh, wow. And yeah, I can't say I'm surprised, but I kind of am because movies have just been generally down yes, this year. Yes, it's been a bad summer. So, you know, I think this is the biggest, definitely the biggest movie this summer. I know Guardians came out a little bit before the summer started and it was pretty successful as well. But yeah, I, th- um, I think Wonder Woman, before this came out, maybe Wonder Woman was number one. And, yeah. um, Okay, this movie did 117 domestically this weekend, but um, we're going to have to wait and see. Does it have the same long tail that Wonder Woman has had? Because each week, Wonder Woman is still getting pretty decent numbers. The fade has not been that great for that movie. So uh, we'll see if Spider-Man can have the same kind of longstanding tail each weekend as the weeks go on. And yeah, um, I guess those numbers is indicative of how good the movie actually is. Yeah, and um, just to give it a little reference, so it is actually the second highest opening for a Spider-Man film domestically. Um, one other Spider-Man movie uh, was able to <laughs> sell 151 million. And like, did you read the article, or well, do you want to guess which one? Well, I've, I've, I've heard it before, but I'm looking at the article now. Uh, Spider-Man oh. Thirty. <laughs> Which yeah, the the one that everybody hated, which I loved it, but everybody else you, hated it. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's take a moment here. You <laughs> liked Spider Man Three. That's that's by far the worst. Even though that movie is probably better than any of the Andrew Garfield Spider Mans, is by far, far the worst Tobey Maguire Spider Man movie. 
Okay, I will give you this. They had they were trying to do too many things at once, and it's super cheesy. But I didn't say it was the best Spider Man. I didn't say it was the best superhero movie. I don't think it was that great of a movie, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. Like Toby McGuire, emo Toby Toby oh. McGuire da- dancing on the piano, and like that, that was like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Incoming book <laughs> ever, dude. It was hilarious, dude. Like I laughed just about that whole yeah. movie and I'm, that's you know that's why i enjoyed it yeah. i didn't enjoy it because it was faithful to the source material i just thought you know it was kind of a break into electric boo enjoyment you know yeah. it's kind of a I, so bad it's good type thing I, like I don't, I, I don't know dude i don't know you know the whole part where you like <laughs> i think this movie lost his powers and he was doing like the raindrops are falling on my head that scene and everything <laughs> i'm like this is awesome i love this and then it got to the freaking um mask zoom zoom zion scene and i no. yeah no, no. And like, you know, like, I get, I get it. Cause like some of the parts of the movie fill me with rage. Like the whole symbiote thing, just like crashing on earth on a meteor. I was like, really? That's how you're going to introduce the symbiote? I was like, two hours, on, man. But, two hours. We got to make it work. But you know, I don't like, I don't even know if I could sit through the movie again, but I do remember seeing it in theaters and like, I was chuckling the whole time. Oh, but man. yeah, the original trilogy, it's not the best Spider-Man movie, but like, I just don't get how everybody just completely hated it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't as bad as the Star Wars prequels. It was, it was, yeah, it was enjoyable. Yeah, that's debatable. <laughs> Well, no, it was, I mean, it wasn't horrible. Uh, it wasn't that bad. Come on, man. It wasn't episode one bad. Dude, I've probably seen the first Spider-Man movie, a Tobey Maguire movie, at least probably 10 to 12 times. I still have the DVD. There's, there's only like a few DVDs I have left. It's that one and Spider-Man 2. So I, I love Doc those Oc- movies, Doc man. Ock was I, awesome, dude. Yeah, it was. It was, I mean, you know, like we, you know, wanted to say how soon we forget, but I mean, for the time, I will say like those movies rocked, you know, yeah. Toby Maguire was a great Spider-Man, but Harry. I'll get, I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll get into a little bit later why I, you know, my opinion on him versus, uh, what is it? What is it? What is the new kid's uh, name? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Like, yeah. yeah, I'll get into, you know, my feelings about both of them a little later. But yeah, like, I think it's great that this movie is selling and, you know, like my only, well, I guess that we'll save that for the review too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we kind of covered the numbers there, but let's go into another news story. Uh, man, it has certainly been the summer of sales. I mean, we have the Xbox game sale. We have the Steam sale. And now, uh, I think the Amazon Prime date, the Amazon Prime day sale has been going on for a few years now and, uh, it's coming up again. Man, I don't know. It seems like this year the deals on just all of the sales as a whole have not been that great in, as, as they have been in times past. Are you kind of seeing the same trend for this year? Yeah, I mean, it's great that the Echoes have price, but it's like, I don't, I don't care about those things. Like, we are, we already established that I don't really care about the, yeah, voice, I don't um, even know what you, uh, voice activated assistance. Yeah. Like, I'm just not sold yet. Um, I mean, they, they do have the Kindle savings for 30 bucks, which is pretty cool. Um, but at the same time, well, no, it was a Fire HD 50, but wow. Yeah. The Fire HD, the Fire HD is actually a decent tablet. Um, like, I bought the kids Kindle savings and they're just, to me, they're they're a little underpowered. Like I I, I kind of want to buy them new tablets for Christmas again mm-hmm. because they're just they're just kind of underpowered. So, but from what I understand, the HD eight's got like way more horsepower. Yeah. So, yes, uh, that's actually a pretty good deal. May twenty seventeen release model, so it's fairly new. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just not, I, I just haven't seen, and this is maybe Amazon in general. Uh, it seems like in times past, you used to see a lot of good deals on Amazon, but I think now well, it's just to the point to where it's so big and so all encompassing and everybody uses it. It's just, they don't have as many good deals on it as they used to. <laughs> I call it the Walmart effect. You know how Walmart moves into a town and they have lower prices than everybody. And then after they put everybody out of business, they raise their prices back up. Yeah. It's kind of, <laughs> it's, it's kind of that same thing. I mean, they don't really have an incentive to offer crazy deals, but you know, I mean, you can kind of use it as an excuse, but if you look at steam, and valve and what they're doing for the summer sale like they always have like super super good deals so you know there's kind of not an excuse for it but i can get it i get it i guess yeah and and just like go back to uh, get off amazon and go to like the video game sales steam sl- sales slash xbox sale it's like i get so many free games on xbox now that i don't have <laughs> yeah. time to play let's like when the sale comes around a, I have half of the games they put on sale already because they gave them out for free earlier than year. And, and two, even if I do see something I really like, it's like I ha- I don't have time because I always, I got this bunch of crap already that I haven't even booted into for the first time that I have to play. So it's just an abundance of riches as far as games out there. And you know, you may catch one or two deal. Uh, deals on Steam or uh, Xbox game sale that is something that you don't already have on some platform out there, but 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 yeah, I guess I guess just a good time to be a gamer. But I, the, the deals yeah. have not really been that great overall to me. And it's funny, like with with the Prime Day and with the Steam sale, like I think the hype was bigger than the actual sale was because <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, honestly, there were some great deals on Steam, and I was like super pumped about the Steam sale. And guess how many games I actually bought? How many? <laughs> I bought zero games. I bought wow. RPG Maker. I bought RPG Maker MV, which is technically technically not a game, but it's normally like eighty bucks, and they had it on sale for twenty nine. And I've been wanting to buy it, so wow. I bought that. I bought that, but um, I mean, yeah, it's like I, have, I already have more Steam games in my library than I'm gonna play. I think I'm up to a hundred games oh, on God. Steam. I think I got like twenty five, like, maybe. And it's like. I have more games than I'll probably Jeez. ever play. Yeah. And I like, I, I just started thinking, I actually have 106. I just checked it. Wow. But it's like, but it's like, um, I just looked at my library and I'm like, I need to play some of these games before <laughs> I buy anymore. I'm the same way, dude. The same so way. yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, hopefully I can get through some of my library and, you know, when the winter sale comes around, I'll, I'll actually won't feel guilty about buying anything. <laughs> so what we got next? Okay, uh, you want to groove this next story? Uh, yeah. Let's. Oh yeah, I wanted to. Uh, I guess I'll bring this up. So Microsoft is doing a three day sale uh, for Groove. And if you're, I guess we're recording on, on what a Monday. So if you see to hear this after Wednesday of this week, you're going to miss it, but <laughs> they have a deal to where they're offering six months free. If you buy one month of service and it's just like a three day deal, but it's on Microsoft groove music service. And if you're like me, <sighs> Spotify is so good. I don't see any yeah. reason why you would use anything else. It is so funny because like some of my friends that I talk to, I'm into Spotify. It's all like podcast to me. It's like podcast. 
I mentioned Spotify and they like have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm like, is the- <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, I'm like, it's only like the best music service out there. You don't even know what it Seriously. is. Seriously, <laughs> no, I yeah. use Pandora. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, sounds like my wife. She loves <laughs> she loves Pandora, but yeah, it's like I don't know. Like I've used all these music services, and um, for most of them, my 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 hesitance is the library. But I think Apple Music actually has a better library than Spotify, but the interface is just so archaic and mm-hmm. nonsensical and like it makes like it just make it doesn't make any sense. Like you want to make a playlist on Spotify, it's like two clicks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You don't have to like make take like five or six clicks to make a you know, I haven't used Apple Music in maybe like six months, so maybe they changed it, but it's just it was just so archaic and it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. So like I got it and we got it probably like half a year ago, and I was like, okay. I was like, okay, wife, we, we don't have Spotify anymore. We have Apple Music. And um, <laughs> she was like, how do I use this? Like, you know, and, and I was like, I, 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 like, I couldn't even get mad at her because, like, I was thinking yeah. the same thing. It just, it was just such a departure, and, like, it just didn't make any sense to me. But, um, yeah, like, I feel kind of the same thing way about Groove. I think I've done a trial of Groove before, and it just, the library just doesn't stand up to Spotify, you know, like if I can't play Paul McCartney's Ram <laughs> album and hear Monkberry Moon Delight, which if you haven't heard Monkberry Monkberry Moon Delight, check it out. It's an it's a hilarious song. Like Paul McCartney's yelling the whole time, it's awesome. But like if I can't if I can't find like like stuff like that and like Wings Band on the Run yeah. or like what else? What is something else I listen to that's not on all of the libraries? Like for a while, the Beatles stuff wasn't on all of them, but I think maybe it is now. Yeah, um, it took a while. But, but yeah, just I mean, there's just certain little like like niche stuff that I listen to, and then I, I change service and it's not on there, and I'm like, ah, yeah. I mean, and even when you get past the library and get to the UI, like Groove, the interface yeah. is not great. Uh, my biggest issue is, okay, they're trying to meld in your personal library, which, okay, who has a personal library on their PC anymore? I have quite a nobody, bit of stuff, but I know the normal person does it. That being, dude, I, that being, yeah, I don't even have a personal library on my computer anymore. It's all uploaded to Google Music oh, now. Wow. So like, I don't even have it anymore. Yeah. Well, well, that being said, if you go, go to search for something that you know may not be in the Groove Music Library, but it's on, but it's on your PC. It is. It should be able to search your local library as well. And I found a bunch of issues to where I search for something, it doesn't even find it. And I click play, oh, tries to play the one in the cloud and not the one in my library. But but, oh, wow. but I think you have the better approach. Is <laughs> just get rid of your local content completely. Yeah, you know, mine is on Google Music too. But I kind of like just keep the local storage hanging around on some big disc I have connected to my desktop. But it, it makes total sense to not even have. And I, I think probably the majority of people under the age of 30 <laughs> don't have any music, local music well, on yeah. their PC. Yeah. Cause it's like, um, I actually like went full cloud at my last job, but like my previous two or three jobs before that, it's like, I get my work laptop and the first thing I do is copy all the music that's on my home <laughs> computer over to my work laptop. And I just got tired of doing that. And I was like, I'm just going to put it all in Google music. And that yeah. way I can just play from the browser, not have to worry about it. Yeah. Cause I mean, there are times where I just go to Google music cause I know it has some stuff that's not on Spotify. For instance, like street fight by man factory. I have the album. Uh, yeah, I work out to that. So I go to Google Music for that and or Google Play to listen to that and just a few other niche stuff like Cowboy Bebop stuff I have out in the cloud. But 
it's 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 getting better, but but I think at this point it's either Spotify or Apple Music, Apple Music, not title, not yeah. groove. Uh, but yeah. Oh, dude, you want to hear something funny? Like Sprint recently has this promotion where like I get a free six month um trial of Title uh-huh. just for free if you're a Sprint customer, and I haven't even downloaded the app yet. I don't I don't uh, think I'm gonna. It's not even worth it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just so funny because Kanye was like, I'm only putting Life of Pablo on title. And then his numbers weren't good yeah. and he didn't chart when he released the album. So he's like, okay, I'll put it on Spotify. Didn't he have like a falling out with uh, title? Didn't he leave title recently in the last few days? I'm not sure. I haven't read anything uh, to that effect, but it wouldn't surprise me because it's like Jay Z's like, yeah, I'm going to do like Dr. Dre did with beats and I'm going to like yeah. make my own thing and it didn't work. My suggestion, sell quickly, Jay. Sell quickly. But it's one of those things, like, why does everybody keep trying to invent the wheel? Like, um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but, okay, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. But, like, it, I'll, I'll use a, I'll use an, an analog. So, like, it would be like if a company decided, like, we're going to get in the cloud business and we're going to build our own private cloud and sell cloud, you know, uh, services to people. It's like, at this point, getting into the cloud business, if you're a software company, is like, being a software company and getting into the automotive business like we're going to build a car yeah. it makes about as it makes about as much sense because they're you know in both cases the other companies the leading companies are way they're so far ahead of you that you're just going to be playing catch-up for probably the first 10 years yeah. and and then by like the second year you're going to be like screw this <laughs> we're not making any money let's do something else yeah certainly and if if you're going to do that if that's your goal do something that's new and innovative that's going to set you apart. Look at Elon Musk and, and Musk and te- Tesla. They yeah. did something totally different that nobody else wanted to even try, attempt to do. And that has set to, set them apart and allowed them to become a player in, in the automotive industry. So, yeah. And it's funny because like they actually have the, the, I'm, I'm saying legit, not that I don't think. Uh, Tesla's a legit car company, but you know what I'm saying. Like they have all of the the legit car companies like playing catch up. Yeah, because I think it's I think it's Audi. I could be completely wrong, but I think it's Audi. They announced that like all it started in like 2019. Yeah. All of their newer models will be electric or hybrid only. Yeah. they're not making any more combustible gas. That's so awesome, cars. Dude. So it just it just took, I think I think they're still going to offer the older models, but they're not going to make any newer models. Yeah, so, which is like crazy to me I mean, that they're it, even doing that. It's, it's so funny that it took Elon Musk and Tesla to give them the kick in the pants to actually do this. We probably could have did this ten, fifteen years ago, but you know, oh, man, you know, why are you going to make a change when you're still making money? You know, so it's I, like, yeah, they, they're not forward looking. Yeah, the, the the music industry did the same thing. They're like, we want to make money. Let's keep this model as long as we can, you know, so we keep making money hand over fist and let's not try to adapt to what people want. I mean, like, even if you look in the 90s, um, like, there's this YouTube video. Like, if you search for a car running on water, there's this, like, old kooky guy, you know, like, just like this old, I guess, like, inventor or something. Yeah. He made a car that ran on water. And like one of the big one of the big car companies bought the patent and they're just sitting on it. Wow. <laughs> so like, you know, like it's just like, really, man? Come on. Don't want to shake the boat or rock the boat, I should say. <laughs> cool. But yeah, man, have you been playing any games? 
Um, it's, oh man, this is a whole nother discussion that we could get into, but I haven't really been playing any games because my, my computer and the second computer that I bought <laughs> have been crypto mining. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you do start crypto mining, I've kind of gotten out of it. I may talk about it a little bit after we talk about what are you playing, but if you do crypto mine, don't do it on your main computer because you'll fall into the trap that I did where it's like, I could play Grand Theft Auto for an hour or I could let my my computer keep making money for me. Yeah. So it's like like I was literally not using my computer for anything but web browsing because I didn't want to stop the mining. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a, it's a sickness. So yeah, I haven't really been playing anything. I played some Street Fighter with my nephew Brandon and it was pretty bad. Like I just we played like four four or five rounds and I just felt bad. Because I was just just (laughs) destroying him. Oh, man. But um, It's the kids, man. (laughs) He had fun, though, I think. And then he was like, ah, let's play something else. But... Wait, you didn't, yeah, I haven't really you been playing. You didn't give anything. him a controller that wasn't hooked up to anything and be like, "Here, play." Brand. Oh no, <laughs> of course not. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, sure. You had never done that before. <laughs> not to anybody over five, anyway. <laughs> I do it to Sophie sometimes. She's starting to get wise though, because like she realizes that like the 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 Xbox One controller when it's on, like the light oh. comes on, so like. I'll have mine sitting right by her with the with the little LED on, and hers the LED will be off, and then she'll be like, "No, daddy," and she'll like try to get my controller because it's got it's the light hilarious. on it. So these youngsters these days are pretty pretty hip to the technology, dude. Like I can just hand her a tablet now, and like she can open her little uh, kid games and play them like without any help. Like wow. it's it's freak it's freaking me out. She's like two years old. The kids, it's man. freaking me out. A different world, bro. A different world. But yeah, sorry for my tangent. What are you playing? <laughs> oh man, dude. So I must say I'm late to the game on this one. I heard the stories. Everybody was saying how good Titanfall 2 single player mode is. And you know, having played. Speaking of another game that I bought on a sale and haven't played. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> but, 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 uh, you know, there was singing its praises, how good it is. And having played the original Titanfall, and what that thing they kind of molded together that he put single player on that was a piece of crap. It wasn't really single player at all. <laughs> it was just like a horde mode or yeah, something. It was horrible. I, I can't even really explain it, but it was like you're playing the multiplayer maps and running through these scenarios. It, it was not good at all. But, you know, think about the things that make Titanfall Titanfall, the traversal, the, um, playing in your mechs. And doing these different missions and things in your mix. So they, they've taken that element of the multiplayer in Titanfall 1 and also in Titanfall 2 and molded that into something beautiful. I mean, just beautiful in the Titanfall 2 single player. So let me ask you, have you played any of it at all? I think I played through the tutorial. <laughs> Yeah, the tutorial, that, that doesn't do it justice, man. Let me just say, the single player in this game is a beautiful mashup of way more platforming than I'd ever, ever thought would be possible in a first person shooter. I mean, there's a lot of platforming. Think of the wall running and think, yeah. think of that in some hugely dynamic environments like caves, uh, uh, many, Factoring buildings and things like that. It's, it's just the things you do as far as the platforming is just 
it's, it's, it still blows my mind, man, that they were able to do something like that. And, and secondly, the game is beautiful, man. The game is really, really be- beautiful. And they do this thing in Titanfall 2 to where you make a real connection to your Titan, man. Um, the Titan, I don't know if everybody's Titan name is the same, but mine was BT. I'm assuming, assuming it's the same because it was like, talking and stuff. So, but BT is your Titan in the single player mode. And, you know, it, once you come attached to it and become linked with it, it's really kind of your, um, I'm not going to say storyteller is kind of your, um, uh, it kind of pulls you through the game and giving you tips, sort of like your narrator, but not really. But, but it's just the connection you make with your Titan is just really, really cool, man. Even when you're running off as, uh, just a pilot to do this certain part of a mission, he's always in your ear giving you tips and telling you he'll meet you up around a corner or something like that. So, man, if you have not played Titanfall 2, I urge you to play the single player mode. Uh, forget that multiplayer stuff, which is pretty good, but <laughs> I'm not really a <laughs> multiplayer person. But man, it is the single player is really, really good. Really, really solid campaign and a beautiful game, man. So I can't uh give it enough praises. Awesome, dude. Maybe I should actually play that yeah, now. Dude, you <laughs> I mean the shooting is solid, man. I know you love uh Destiny. The shooting in Titanfall is really, really good, man. It's solid. So I I know you would love it. Cool. Well y'all have to definitely check that out then, man. Cool beans. Cool beans. So yeah, um I guess we'll move to other. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I had to throw this other category in here. Uh so I know you've been talking about your Noctera fan and how good it was. And <laughs> I had previously bought a bunch of fans of silent grade fans to put in my PC. Now, granted, when I first put them in, my computer was like twice as quiet. It was like half as loud as it was before I bought the fans. So simply putting putting in those fans made my computer be half as loud. And, you know, I thought I was doing everything right. Okay, I put these in here. My computer's not as loud as it used to be. But, you know, we record a lot. So I can still hear the hum of my recording. So I'm like, <laughs> man, something is not right here. So I let it go on for months before I really took the time to dig it out and and uh, and, and re-evaluate uh, what I had done. So first off, I tried to make sure all my fans were connected into the motherboard uh, rather than directly to the power. Uh, so that was number yes. that was number one. Uh, number two, I had noticed that I connected one of my two fans that are on my CPQ cooler. I connected one to the, um, to the, uh, water cooling power rather than my CPU fan powers. Uh. So, so it was running at like full blast the whole time. So that was, that was the big part of my, uh, noise problem that wasn't going away. Cause it was pushing all that water power, uh, water cooling power rather than just a, a normal CPU fa- fan power coming from that, uh, particular connection. So I got those hooked up to the right CPU fan one, CPU fan two. And here's the, the, uh, power tip. Uh, even if I did that, everything was a lot quieter, but if you have an ACES motherboard and I'm pretty sure this is like this on most motherboards, but this is probably, I mean, before this computer, the last one I bought was in 2010. So, Motherboard uh BIOS has come a long way. So make sure you go into your BIOS 
And if you have an Asus, and again, I'm sure it's like this on other computers as well, there is a fan control calibrator. And if you have your fans connected directly to the motherboard in the right position, in the right slots, power slots, run that program and it will automatically tune your fans to what speed they need to be running for your CPU. So after I did that, it out all of my fans down another few clicks. So it made my case even quieter. So that's just my power tip. Some, some, some things I did wrong when I originally installed my fans, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, if you haven't recently built a new PC, I would definitely say, check those things out. Yeah, man. Custom fan curves your life. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we kind of sped through all that. I guess we'll start talking about Spider-Man Homecoming now. And this is your only warning, or I guess your second warning. If you don't want any spoilers, just stop listening. We'll see you next week or whenever, you know, or just put us on pause and then go watch the movie and come back and hit play. That works too. (laughs) Check out, check out the website. Um, you know, like us on Facebook. (laughs) I'm just joking. All right. All right. So Spider-Man Homecoming, um, Here we go. Good evening, Peter. Oh, you have 576 possible web shooter combinations. That is awesome. I can keep that suit? Yeah, doesn't fit me. When's our next retreat? What, next mission? We'll call you. All right. It's not a hug. I'm just grabbing the door for you. I'm not there yet. All right, good. Good luck out there. So we got kind of some initial reactions. Uh, I guess let's, let's, let's do this a little different. Let's start out with what did you not like about Spider-Man Homecoming? Huh, what did I not like? I did not like the uh after credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a you talking about the Captain America one, right? Yes, he effectively Rick rolled his um but oh uh, that was Marvel's trolling us now. I man. was ticked. But I did not like that. It was funny. Okay. <laughs> it was funny. You know, it was funny. Yeah. But I'm trying to think what else that I did not like about this movie. You know, I can't say a lot that I didn't just smile at throughout this whole movie. It was a little long, but once you see the content of what was in the movie, it was necessary because they didn't linger on a whole bunch of anything. It was pretty much action packed yeah. from, from, uh, from end to end. So, uh, maybe if I had to, choose just one gripe maybe it was a little long but other than that i really can't say of one thing that just really got on my nerves what about you did you have anything that kind (laughs) of okay there was one thing that just really 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 got on my nerves and like it wasn't like i want to get out of the movie like get up and walk out of the movie got on my nerves it was just like a little annoying like they just kept playing up the hot aunt thing like i was like come on man like she's she's not like she's like not even that hot anymore. Like, why are you? <laughs> Not to be rude, I said the same thing. <laughs> like, it's like, why, why are you acting? I mean, I know it's Marissa Tomei, but it's like, 
come on, man. Like, yeah, like this Halley or somebody. The, come on now. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> uh, like okay, it was funny the first time, but then they just kept like doing it. Like the 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 yeah. waiter, waiter was giving her free food, and then yeah. like then like the guy at the restaurant made a comment about her in like a different language, which was funny. By the way, when Peter responded, it was it Spanish. Yeah, and yeah. Peter responded in Spanish, and the dude was like, "Get out." Yeah, <laughs> that was at the the dude he saved from the store. That was that guy. I think. Yeah. yeah. But like, like that was the only thing that just kind of got on my nerves. Like, which should tell you that I'm really nitpicking and that this movie's awesome. Well, I mean, you have to admit though, if you look at, I don't know, I even in the Amazing Spider-Man reboot, the Aunt May was a little bit younger. But in the original Spider-Man trilogy, she was old. <laughs> she was just old. So uh, Marissa told me like even Aunt May. Yeah, so Marissa told me even in an interview, she said if she would have known how old Aunt May is supposed to be, like she would, she, she wouldn't have done the movie. She would have been insulted. <laughs> so I, I thought that was funny, but if you think about, like, he's only what thirteen, fourteen years old. So like, it, it kind of makes sense that she's not like super old because Tobey Maguire was like college age. Yeah, well, you, so, are you talking I mean, about Tom makes Holland sense. or the character he's playing? The character he's oh, yeah, playing. Yeah, like, he, I, I know like he's a little older, fifteen somewhere. Like, but he's like a. I know he's probably like in his early twenties or something. But like, as as small as he is, he he passed off for a pretty believable fourteen year old. At least to me, he yeah, did. I agreed. He just fell right in line with everybody else. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't think he looked older at all. Um, okay, man, yeah. So let's let's just talk about Tom Holland a little bit. Uh, what do you think about him stepping in as, in the role of Spider-Man? Of course, we had Tobey Maguire, you know, kind of lead the way. And we had Andrew Garfield, emo Spider-Man. Uh, what what <laughs> do you think about Tom Holland coming in and playing this role? Does he well, does he fill the shoes of, of the uh, of the amazing Spider-Man like like you would think he would or should? OK, two observations. The first one is. I had no idea who this kid was before Spider-Man, but when I think about it, I didn't know who Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield were either before <laughs> Spider-Man. So I guess I guess that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But the second thing is, if I wouldn't have known ahead of time, like I would not have guessed that this guy was English because his accent is perfect. Like I don't get how they can do our accent, but we can't do theirs. It's not fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A long line of actors have come over here and taken our roles. No, but uh, Andrew Lincoln's another guy. Like I had no idea he was not uh, American. Yeah, but he do, he does a good job. Certainly, he does a great job. But but yeah, as far as like him capturing Spider Man's essence, like I know I'm probably gonna get tomatoes thrown at me over the internet, but I really do think he was the best Spider Man, and I'm gonna tell you why. Do tell. Okay, so so you have Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire was a much better Peter Parker than he was a Spider-Man. And the reason I say that, and even with that, I don't think he was a great Peter Parker because like he was way, way, way too geeky and nerdy. That's like, what Peter Parker is, man. It was great. <laughs> he He's he's not really a nerd. He's intelligent. He's smart, but he's not really a well, nerd. Well, well, now he isn't a nerd. So I'll take this from Cal Jones. He made this comment. Like if you look at the classic Spider-Man, I mean like way back, Peter Parker... He's more Tobey Maguire, but when you get into the late nineties, two thousands, you know Peter has been kind of being reinvented as this cool guy, and and that's well, I mean that's the thing. Like I don't even necessarily think he's supposed to be cool, 
but he's like he's a smart kid you know he's smart yeah. but he's not like he's not like pocket protector nerdy well, you know well, like I, does, I, that makes sense and, and that too may be indicative of the times we're in now because you know 30 40 years ago if you were a nerd you were this kid with thick rim glasses and couldn't talk to girls <laughs> but as time has gone on and nerdum has been more generalized or geekdom um you know, I mean, just we're not, you don't yeah. fall into those stereotypes as much. Yeah, just look at the. I'll give you a perfect analog to that to what you just said. So, like, look at the technology industry. Yeah. So, like, like you said, like twenty, thirty years ago, we they were all wearing thick horn rim glasses, like the dude from Heroes and pocket protectors. You know, goofy, uh, not socially adept. But I mean, if you go to it, most most any IT place now, you have really smart people who are very good at what they do and they work out they yeah. play sports yeah. you know they don't just sit on the computer all day you know they do other things so yeah you're absolutely right with that but yeah i don't but, um, go ahead oh no i'm sorry i guess i drew this out a little longer than i was supposed to but like so you have garfield who is like i thought he was a much better spider-man than toby mcguire and and i will concede that like a lot of this probably has to do with the script writing because yeah. he was he he talked more like i would think spider-man would talk you know he had the quips the one-liners you know he was quick on his feet as far as like you know his his speech and i i say speech a lot because you know that's really the only part that the actor can contribute yeah. when there's spider-man now because it's all cg you yeah. know he's gonna move like spider-man he's gonna look like spider-man but i mean i feel like tom holland he was he was intelligent. He was smart. He wasn't exactly like the most popular guy in the school. You know, he was kind of a social outcast, but not because he was like just a super nerd. He just, you know, he just didn't, he wasn't a jock. So yeah. like, I mean, when you think about high school, if you're not playing sports and you're not a cheerleader and you're not like in a band or something, you're not like cool. Yeah, you're not one of the, yeah, I, I get that. As, I get as much as that, as much as that like hurts for me to even say, I mean, that's just the truth of high school. And you know, it, you, if your kid's listening, you shouldn't be so concerned about being cool in high school because the nerds you know, rule later on in life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like most people who are cool in high school are only cool in high school. Most. <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, I feel like he, he brought the best balance out of all of the other Spider-Mans. And for that reason, I think he's the best one, but I'm yeah. sure your opinion is going to be different. No, no, no. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Cause I mean, I think even though I know Toby Maguire was older, to me he felt kind of more like on that high school senior level. But I kind of never felt Andrew Garfield was in high school because he just seemed too no. old and too cool to be to be a high school yeah. student. But uh, and plus Emma uh, was Emma Stone. Um, yeah, yeah I, you know I've seen her and plenty of stuff playing a grown person. Now she's playing like a eighteen year old, seventeen year old. So, eh, well, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it was a different take on it. I respect their take. But I do think like the overall script writing in the first movie, first three movies was better, uh, sans the third movie than, uh, the amazing Spider-Man movies. <laughs> but, but let's agreed. Agreed. I'll give you that. Yeah, so let, let's just jump up to, oh man, we had Doc Ock. It was awesome. Okay. I'm sorry. I digress, but let's, let's get, <laughs> let's get back up to dude. That scene where he's sitting in the coffee shop oh, with so um, Mary Jane, so that was like, like I will even say that like as as much as I like this movie more than the old Spider Man's like that scene when he like attacks him when he oh that was so yeah. cool I think it's probably one of the coolest scenes in the Spider Man movie it, it was too awesome man and I will say uh just just quick on Spider Man slash Tom Holland the CG the CG 
This is the first time I really, okay, I know there were scenes that were CG, but it's the first time out of all the movies I kind of had that, um, what is suspension it? of belief? Yeah, a suspension of belief. Cause I really, even the, I didn't think about it either. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, and you know, some things you see that look a little funny, like when he jumps, but you know, I always think of thinking my mind, like, okay, if there was a real guy who could jump 20 feet in the air, that would look weird anyway. So, <laughs> so the fact that it's this spider guy on a movie jumping 20 feet, it's not going to look like a normal person. But anyway, you know, just the CG in this movie. And I don't know how much is practical versus CG, but we had some really, really interesting scenes. Um, and they address one of the things and we can, we can get into other stuff. I just have to say this real quick. They address one of the things I always said as a kid about Spider-Man. I'm so glad it got addressed in this movie for the first time. And, what? And that thing was what happens when Spider-Man is like in the suburbs and doesn't have anything to swing on. <laughs> And it was a good 20 minutes of this film, and I was, yes, yes, oh that is awesome. God, dude. I've been wanting to know this my childhood, bro. God. Dude, I busted out so laugh when he started hoofing it across that golf course, man. I was laughing so dude, hard. It was, it was so funny. So great, man. So great. And that was the other thing about this movie. Like, there were, to me, in my opinion, the first two Spider-Man movies took themselves, like, way too seriously. Like, this movie was genuinely funny. Like, yeah. it had funny moments i don't remember that any like just genuinely intentionally funny moments in the older spider-man movies yeah so how about we talk about the uh mcu tie-ins um oh man the whole opening scene was oh my god was awesome i thought it was awesome oh my god personally dude my my face was smiling i was smiling ear to ear (laughs) from the first 30 minutes of this movie to get to see (laughs) vlogger peter parker in movie voice, try to narrate his own movie of what happened in the events of Civil War and to see this other angle of things and to hear him talk about, uh, uh, Iron Man called me in, Dunkaroos, whatever, and I took Capsule and blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. It was so great. And I wonder how much of that was actually uh, planned or did they have to go reshoot some stuff or pull some CG to actually create some of that stuff? Or did they know that when they were actually creating that movie, what, two years ago? Yeah. Like I agree with you. I, I it, it's hard to tell, but one thing I will say is that that was a perfect point to start this oh, movie. So good. I did not have to see uncle Ben die again. And I was very thankful for that. <laughs> like, like I feel like you know we know who Spider Man is we know how he became Spider Man let's skip all that yeah, and before get to before, the good stuff before crying Jordan we had crying Peter and it was great <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's like they picked the like I don't know how else to say it and it's like I'm watching this this home movie or whatever you want to call it yeah. and then like it's like okay he's just gonna like just blog like until like he like actually starts fighting and then he sets the camera down yes. and then like just takes cap shield. I was like, Oh my God, are you kidding so me? Good. So good, man. So freaking it was, good. It was so cool. Like, yeah, I'm like you, I was grinning the whole time that opening. It was, it was great, man. Yeah. And, and to, to further expand on the, uh, MCU tie-ins, we'll eventually get to Iron Man, but let, first let's talk about how in the original Avengers movie, all this tech, and they addressed this on Agents of Shield too, where they like pick up some of this tech to and fro and like confiscate it. But uh, I forgot the name of this group, the cleaners, the um whatever. 
there's a group of people that uh and this is Michael Keaton's group at first that are going to try to uh confiscate some of this tech from the first Avengers. Yeah. And they act, clean up and they salvage. Yeah, clean up salvage got- and, and and make some money off of this thing. He's rented all these trucks to do this. And then this government sponsored group or government agency uh led by I guess uh Tony Stark. Now this is a real group in the comics. I can't remember the name, but Cal said it. But whatever that group name was came in and said basically, basically you can't do this. And it it starts to uh starts to lead uh Batman uh, down this uh <laughs> dark road. Yeah, so yeah, there's there's just so many cool things about this movie, but let's start with Michael Keaton. So like it's outside of him as an actor, I will say like to me without question, this is the, he was the best villain of any of the other villains. And part like I think that for, for two reasons. The first one is They've licensed away all of the great villains. Yeah. You know, agreed. And the, and the other part is they took the vulture and they were like, okay, what's cool about the, what, what do we like about the vulture? He hates Spider-Man. He's named the vulture and he has mechanical wings. Like those are like the only three things that this vulture has in common with the comic book vulture. Like they completely rewrote him pretty much. Like they threw all the source material away. And that's one of the things I like about Marvel is they're not afraid to throw the comic book away when it doesn't make sense. Wait, you know, so yeah, I mean, throw it away, but keep certain elements that work yeah. for that character. Like the, his, uh, feathers on his coat. Well, not feathers, but like yeah. the fairy no, coat. Okay. You know, if you look at the old yeah. pictures of Falcon, that's very much what he looks like. He has that big collar around his neck and you know, things like that to actually take those liberties. <laughs> where you have to and tie this into the events of the first Avengers of how he actually builds his suit is so much more grounded, even though it's, you know, we're talking about comic book movies. It's so much more grounded than it would be if he's just some crazy kook with some feather wings flying around, uh, terrorizing yeah. people. Yeah. I, I thought that was genius how they did that. And, um, I mean, it's just so cool with, with Michael Keaton and his superhero ish movie history. You know, as you mentioned previously, he was Batman for two movies. Um, Birdman. He also had, yeah, yeah. I was just, yeah. He was in a movie. If you haven't seen it called Birdman, excellent, excellent so movie. So good. It's kind of, it's kind of a slow burn, but like it's a wonderful movie. Qua- I really like it. Quasi one take movie. Cause we know it's not really a one take movie, but you should definitely go watch <laughs> it cause it is freaking fabulous. Uh, uh, Ed Norton is in that movie too, I believe. It's great. You should watch it. Yeah. And, 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 uh, bring- and, um, what's her name? Uh, Emma Stone in it too, I think. Yeah. Emma Stone is in it. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Great movie, man. Great movie. But it, but it's like he brings a certain cachet and, you know, all of his acting chops. And I mean, I've been, you know, kind of reading people's reactions. And one of the things I read that really stuck out to me is that when he looks at Spider-Man, you know, when he drops his daughter off at the homecoming, he's like, we need to have the dad talk. Oh. And like, like when he says, I will kill you and everyone that you love, like the way he says Dude. it, you know, for a lesser actor to say that it would have been like super, super cheesy. But like, I really believed that he was going to kill Spider-Man. Like, I really believed that he was going to kill him. Like it was, you know, I guess that just goes to show you how great of an actor he is who can take a line like that, which it could easily sound cheesy and just make it threatening. That, yeah. That, that <laughs> moment was so awesome. And so I have to ask you, you know, I keep relating back to the old Spider-Man movies. Uh, uh, Willem Dafoe has a similar moment 
Well, he, <laughs> Don't tell Harry. No, well, well, he realizes that Parker is uh, is Spider Man. He's like, oh, Spider Man, we can't touch him. But but Parker, Parker's totally different. We can we can. I, I forgot what he says, but it's great. It's great. But it's the same similar feeling of oh crap, yeah. now nah, you in trouble. And, yeah, it, and it's like you could kind of see it coming that he was going to figure it out because like. Okay, if you haven't seen the movie, what we're talking about is so Spider Man's crushing on this girl like the whole movie. Oh, such and, a um, twist, man! Such a twist when he walks in that house. He's he's like crushing on this girl the whole movie, and like uh, the Vulture, I can't remember his real name, but like he he's he's like the whole reason. He, okay, that was the other thing I liked about him is that he he's he's a believable villain. He's a I don't want to say likable villain, but he's a relatable villain because he's not doing this like just to see the world burn, like yeah. you know, Joker yeah. in Dark Knight. He's trying to support his family. You know, he has this vendetta <laughs> against the government for taking a contract away from him. Yeah, and it's like, and then so like you hear him talk about his family the whole movie, and then like Peter Parker gets to his house, and he's actually been to his house before because they had a party. Yeah, but then he gets back there, and it's like you just you're not even thinking it. Yeah, and he opens the door, and it's like. Oh. Oh, crap the first thing i thought when he opened the door was that he oh oh my goodness he killed his girlfriend but then as it played on i was like oh no yeah, so good that's man. her dad moments like, like that dude make this movie so great yes it's like you just don't see it coming i didn't see it coming i, anyway. I did not like, at all i did not oh like, dude and the fact that you know you just mentioned that he's not really in it to be just this nefarious individual he's actually even though he's doing shady stuff uh, you know, he's finding trickers. It's just like he's Indiana Jones. So how do, uh, how do you say that's nefarious? But he's doing shady stuff to actually support his family, making weapons. Okay. I guess that's shady, but, but he make he makes a good point though yeah. in the movie. He's really not doing anything different than what Tony Stark oh, did to build his so fortune. So Cause like good. Tony Stark basically made his fortune and his dad by selling weapons to terrorists. Yeah, so I mean, which is in the first Iron Man movie. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it, he's not far off here yeah. to have a vendetta against the start. Oh man, family. and, and, and uh, oh, another great moment! Shocker number one and shocker number two. Oh when, when, my goodness! When shocker number one goes rogue <laughs> and he like picks up the gun and shoots him, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I thought that was a gravity I, I thought- gun." <laughs> Oh my god, he just toasted the dude, man. So good. So many good moments. Oh well. Oh well. He picks up the little shocker thing and dusts dust his ashes off of him. Like, okay, you're the shocker now. <laughs> he's like, um, yeah. thank you. And I like the subtle, subtle di- things of how they showed the shocker's arms being actually. The first one had the, uh, checkerboard. He had like a little maroon and he had the yellow at the top of, or the gold at the top of his, uh, jacket and the little checkers. Yeah. But I think the second one eventually just had like the, the yellow on his sleeves. But, you know, a little cool throw in to people who actually know who Shocker is. And I was so mad yeah. because I read a headline before I went to the movie that said, uh, unexpected villain Shocker. I'm like, why did you put that? How was that your headline? <laughs> How was that your headline? Oh, dude, there were so many comic book references in this movie. Like, um, like I, bef- like I guess we can jump around, but like one of the things since we're on comic book reference that I want to talk about is Aaron Davis. Aaron Davis. Um. So, Aaron Davis Who was played that? by D- Donald Glover. So, ah. Aaron, Aaron Davis. Um. In the Ultimate Spider-Man, he is the Prowler. Like in the older comic books, the Prowler's like um. I can't remember what the guy's name. Uh he has this weird like hi- hillbilly name. The original Prowler, but I can't remember his name. But anyway, so in the Ultimate Universe, 
Prowler is kind of a villain, and he um has a enhanced suit that he steals from Oscorp. But basically, um, Aaron Davis steals a bunch of stuff from Oscorp, and a little radioactive spider crawls into his bag. So he goes to the Morales home, and this spider gets out of his bag and ah. bites Miles Morales. That's and like that's how, he, that's how he becomes Spider-Man. So basically, yeah, they had Miles Morales' uncle in this movie, yeah. which I thought was awesome. That was so cool. <laughs> and, you know, Donald Glover is great. Uh, when, yeah, when, he's when hilarious, P- dude. When Peter tries to interrogate him with the interrogation voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then Donald Glover's like, dude, you're going to have to get better at this. You're not good. <laughs> <laughs> so dude, that whole that whole interrogation voice thing was so funny. That was another point, dude. Like I was laughing so hard. Which, but <laughs> which, which I guess this would be a segue to get into Iron Man. But first, before we get into what Iron Man contributed, let's talk about the suit that he gave Parker. What do you? Okay, bef- before we before ahead, we get ahead. to that, I just I just want to point out that like one of the funniest moments in the movie to me was when the um when uh Michael Keaton. When Vulture's gang was trying to sell Aaron, um, Aaron Davis, played by Donald Glover, when he's trying to sell these weapons and they're like oh, blowing yeah. trees down, <laughs> and he likes look at him, he's like, "Man, I ain't trying to blast nobody back in time. I just need a piece." <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, it was good. It was freaking good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh man, you got some normal guns in there? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh yeah, then when Peter was uh, interrogating him, he like, uh, shot a web on his hand. He said, that was off in like two or three hours. And he's, he's like, like you're you're you deserve that. You deserve that. You're a criminal. You're a bad guy. And he like runs off. <laughs> he's like, man, I got ice cream in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny. Oh my god. This movie has so many great moments, man. Oh my yeah, goodness. It did. Like, yeah, I just fell in love with this <sighs> thing, man. Yeah. But yeah, you were saying something about the suit. Yeah, let's, let's talk about this suit with 500 unlockable, uh, uh, tools Web and configurations within it. What do you think about this Iron Man esque, even down to the head, here's a display Spidey suit? What, what did you think about them going in that direction? First of all, Karen was hilarious. So as he saves the kids out of the Washington Monument, he's like, she's like, she's like, Peter, tell her how you feel. You should kiss her. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. That was pretty freaking great. But yeah, I was totally not expecting the Iron Man Spidey suit. Like that kind of like hit me out of nowhere, but I thought it was really cool. You know, that he's got all these special abilities. And like the first thing I thought was that this is going to like, we're going to get two more movies of basically iron spider-man which is going to be awesome i think yeah i mean you know uh kyle mentioned this and i didn't really notice notice it at the time but with the addition of all these new gadgets and basically a sarah clone what was the name of sarah what was the name of the the, the lady talking in his head karen Karen. he named her karen (laughs) karen basically siri slash karen in his head uh he didn't really even need his spidey sense so me and Kyle were saying, has he even developed it yet? Or is it something they're going to introduce in the next movie? Uh, yeah, I think they completely forgot about the Spidey sense. And that, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Well, I mean, but just think about it, though. He didn't need it because of the suit. <laughs> the suit did everything yeah. Spidey sense would do. Yeah. I'd rather not him not have a Spidey sense than, ha- than have organic web shooters. So I'm totally okay oh, with it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. 
But, I'm so glad he had mechanical web shooters again. Yeah. Hooray. So I thought this suit was interesting. Uh, maybe a little too much, too many gadgets, but it definitely made sense in the context of who made it for him. So let's talk about, yeah. uh, Daddy Stark, uh, the mentor, uh, the, uh, Ive Siron Stark in this movie. <laughs> um, what, what do you think about, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s role in this movie? Trying I to think- mentor. I think it it did two things that I thought were awesome. You know, one is like I'm always down to see Iron Man in the movie, like always, especially played by him. But the second thing was it kind of like it was kind of a handoff and a nod to the MCU. You know, it just tied it into the MCU that much more. And like going forward, I'm really curious about these next two Spider-Man movies. Like, are they going to have MCU tie-ins? Is he going to be is he even going to be in Infinity War? I know they're shooting it right now. So uh, like that that that's my th- like I have all these questions about like what Spider-Man's role going to be going forward or is this just kind of like a one-off thing as part of the deal? Well, I I think he will be in Infinity War and I think it's already been stated that uh I think oh I even think I heard a rumor today that Zadaya's character may be in one of the movies, Infinity War movies. I, wow. I don't know how, but but well I'll just go ahead and say, like, yeah. I have a feeling, like, he's going to be her love. She's going to be the love interest in the next movie. Cause, like, I don't know if you noticed at the end of the movie, yeah. she's like, yeah, they did. people call me MJ yeah. or something. Certainly. So, like, and I, I think it's already been stated that the next Spider-Man movie is going to kick out, kick off the next phase of MCU. So it's going to be this. Oh, really? Yeah. It's going to be starting point for the next phase of the MCU. But I mean, we do have things that are still in question that are not necessarily Spider-Man. You have, uh, what's going on with this Sinister, Sinister Six movie they're supposed to be making? What's going yeah. on with this Venom movie that Dude. they're supposed to be making? How are they going to be had, disconnected from the MCU? It's just not going to feel right. They had Nacho from um, yeah. Better Call Saul. I was like, so I was like, <laughs> oh, like that's Nacho. Yeah. And everybody look at, was looking at me like I was crazy, but I was like, yeah, I thought it was so cool that he's in there and he's going to be what Scorpion. I think yeah, I going think so. forward. Well, let's just talk cameos. We got Donald Glover. We had Nacho. We have Gilfoy from, uh, oh, Gil- dude, <laughs> dude, like I swear I was watching, I was watching the movie for like a minute and a half of him talking. And then I was like, wait a minute, that's Gilfoy. And Brandon was like, who? <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it was so weird seeing him not be a pessimistic, like yeah. Satanist. Oh, he's, he still had the starky, uh, snarky voice. I could hear it in his voice. Yeah. Like he just wants to talk, say something bad. <laughs> Yeah, but it was awesome seeing him in there too. There was a bunch of cameos slash. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Of course, we had Cap, we had Iron Man, we had. Uh, I'm trying. It was so funny that Cap was in a movie without actually being in the movie. Oh, it was so man. funny. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Jim Coat talking about. Yeah, we got to make you watch these stupid videos because the government said so, or something to that effect. That, was just- that guy's like a famous comedian, but I can't remember his name. Really? I've never seen a dude before. Yeah, I've seen I've seen him before, but I but I can't remember what his name is. Yeah, I mean, it- but yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. So yeah, there's one where like he they're talk he's talking about detention, and then there's like no break, and he starts. I guess the next one starts playing and I guess it's like an introduction to puberty or something. So, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. so your body's doing all these strange things. And I was, I thought that was funny too. Yeah. And of course we had John Favreau. Uh, I forgot his character's name was Lib. What's that? I should know it. He said his name like a thousand times. Uh, our, yeah. our man's assistant. What's his name? Um, I, I'll, you, I'm drawing a blank too. Yeah. But, but, but anyway, he was in there. So, 
man, and he's funny too. So it's just so much good stuff. And, oh man. And the scene where he's like on the plane near the end of the movie, like trying to take down the plane is just so, so, yeah. so many good moments in this movie, man. I, I really want to watch a- it again. <laughs> It was such an atypical Spider-Man movie because he really didn't spend that much time swinging around buildings. Yes. Like, it was. Yes. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I thought it was wonderful. Um, so we can, we can make a good Spider-Man movie without having him in, in Manhattan the whole time swinging from building happy. to building. Happy is his yeah, name. Happy. In fact, I don't think we were ever in Manhattan. Maybe once or twice that I can remember. I, yeah. I, except for when they were like, when they were doing the, the, yeah, they were in like what Brooklyn or Queens? Yeah, where were they? Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> when he's trying to learn, or he's just like flying around out the class, and he like misses his uh, swing, and he like falls on the building. <laughs> yeah, face plants. He's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, so great, man. So. But great. yeah, like John Favreau, like so he directed the first Iron Man movie, which was pretty much kicked off the whole Marvel MCU. Yeah, yeah. and um, like. I didn't really know that much about him, but he he directed and starred in this movie called Chef. If you yeah, haven't seen Chef, it's, it's on it's on it. Dude, you need to watch it. It is so good. It's a excellent movie. It's got nothing to do with comic books or anything, but it's just it's a really really good movie and it'll make you hungry. So yeah. I mean, he's a he's a it. very competent director. I think he directed recently Jungle Book movie that came out, but he's he's done a bunch of crap. Yeah. He's done a, a bunch of good movies and. I think he's doing the Lion King too. Oh I think. yeah, he is another Donald Glover movie. But yeah, yeah, uh, man, I just I can't say enough good things about this movie. If you, well, let's see. Do you have any more takeaways you want to give? Because I think we've kind of covered the gamut. Uh, any other insights or thoughts about the movie you want to tell these people out there before we sign off? Um, let's see. Okay, I loved his friend. I can't remember his name, oh. but the guy guy in the chair. He was good. Sidekick dude. He was good. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. And he like saved him. Um the only other thing that I have to say is the ending where like Aunt May finds out he's Spider Man and she's like, What the <laughs> and then like the <laughs> Yeah. Like there were just so many like cool moments. Like some movies are only lucky to some movies are lucky to have one or two great moments, but like there seriously, this movie is littered with like those just those cool little moments that you remember. Yeah, those shock like, moments too. Uh I mean even the one we saw in the trailer where he's like comes in as Spider Man and his friend is sitting on the bed with the Star Wars uh 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 Death, Death Star, Star. <laughs> and he like yeah. just drops it when he sees that he's Spider Man. Just so many Good moments like that. Even the scene like on the Washington Monument, I thought was fantastic. <laughs> and of, yeah. of course, Z- Z- Zadaya's snarky character is going to say, "I don't want to see that. That was built by slaves." <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, that was so Stuff funny. Like and then that, like, then like, then like, like Gilfoyle was like, "Well, actually," and then the dude looks at him. And he's like, "No, nah, <laughs> it, it was built by slaves." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, like, and let's just. Since we're on Zadaya, let's just talk about the whitewashing real quick. Well, the non-whitewashing of the movie, and which I thought, you know, I told Kyle this. I think the fact that um, we've seen Miles Morales for the past few years don the 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 uh, Spidey suit has kind of conditioned us to not really give a crap about it anymore. And say, okay, if he's a good character, and if it's good, we're going to be down, you know. So it's just I I feel like Hollywood's finally catching up or in some senses because I mean the funny thing about this movie is like some people will complain that that there was a uh lack of white characters or there was not enough white characters or you know 
the main love interest i wish the main love interest would would have been white instead of black and i'm just sitting here thinking from my perspective as a black person i'm like welcome to yes my entire my entire life like that's how i felt about every movie for like my whole life so you know it's now you know how it feels, I guess, but <laughs> it's like, I, I didn't really see a problem with it because I feel like this movie reflects real life, you know? Um, yeah, and, and it, it is not like they beat you over the head with it. It is all subtle and yeah. worked in the context of the story. I mean, even down to the fact that his girlfriend, the girl that he was liking, you know, the father was Michael Keaton, but the woman was like a black woman. So the girl was mixed and we never, we didn't Gar- even know that till the last few minutes of the movie. So Gar, Garcelle Beauvais. Fancy from the Jamie Foxx show. Oh, that's what that was? <laughs> yeah. What? But yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, I, I just felt like it was not necessarily a social justice moment. It was just a, this is kind of how the world is now. You have blended families, like there's, you know, different races and classes and it's, you know, it, it just reflects reality. I don't feel like they were necessarily even trying to make a social statement with it. Maybe they were, but I didn't take it that way. It didn't seem like pandering to me. It, it just seemed like they wanted to make something that kind of reflected real life. And I mean, especially when you think about like all the other Marvel movies, like, you know, even with, um, Idris Elba playing the gatekeeper in um yeah in Iron Man yeah. I mean not Iron Man in um Thor a lot of people had a problem with that and I'm just like wait until you get a load of Black Panther oh, I think there's like yeah. I think there's like <laughs> two white people in that whole movie yeah. um Sorry? but the thing about the thing about Black Panther is not to get off on too much of the tangent is that like I'm really gonna campaign for everybody I know to see this movie because I want more movies like yeah. Yeah, Black Panther. You know, we need to show Hollywood that a black, a majority black superhero fantasy movie can you know succeed. Can, can, and can I, I, re- I really can I think re- we need to see that. Can I rephrase that argument? A majority yeah. a, a, a black movie without Will Smith can succeed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or Kevin Hart, or Kevin Hart. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Kevin Hart's and everything. Now I'm kind of tired of seeing him. <laughs> But yeah, it's, I mean, things are looking great. And, you know, I just, I just hope that, you know, my daughter doesn't have to grow up saying, man, I wish there were some black, you know, superheroes or, I mean, even on the Disney channel now, they've got like Nella the princess knight, who's like this black princess knight. And then, I mean, there's like all, you know, the world's just changing and I think it's changing for the better. And, you know, you'll always have, you know, even if the next spider, like, even if they do do a Miles Morales Spider-Man movie, you still got, you still got Peter Parker, you know, yeah. there's not going to be, Marvel's not going to have a black Peter Parker. Like, I don't even agree with that. That's make any sense yeah, you know yeah. and it's like all characters i've kind of said let's let, be true to the story but you can also take liberties where possible as long as you stay stay true to the co- core story make changes where it doesn't affect the core character but if you need to make other changes to accommodate things that you directions that you want to go in do it you know marvel's done yeah. that a lot and and it's just it's worked for them in the mcu and you know i just can't wait to see more of what they've done. Sony, you've made the right move by bringing in uh, Marvel slash Disney. Oh yeah, to and I know I know Sony's like, well, crap, we got to stay with Marvel <laughs> now because like I'm sure like yeah. this is gonna be like one of their most successful movies. Not just Spider Man movies; it's gonna be one of their most successful movies. Period. It's already got critical acclaim, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. You know, like 
So, I mean, they 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 made the right choice, and I hope Fox. Yeah, you know they're over there is watching and scratching their head, like, oh, it's looking mighty bright over there in Marvel because Land. <laughs> as good as Logan was, it 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 it's not gonna scratch the surface of as far as like um critical and financial acclaim that this movie does just because of the tie-in well i'm not gonna say just because of the tie-in it's generally a great movie and it's like you can you can legitimately make the argument is this a superhero movie or is this a movie about a high school kid you know like it it, yeah it blurs the lines and like i think that's what marvel does so great that all these other uh, directors and movies and DC just haven't figured out yet. Make a good movie first, and you know you can you can just use the superhero aspect as like a backdrop to make a great movie. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that's what they are lacking in the other franchises right now. Yeah, and just to kind of further explain uh, expand on what you just said, I think the problem with DC characters or that all of them are so much larger than life. Really, none of the DC characters are like normal people. They're all like gods or other than Batman, other than Batman. Most of them either have, uh, are these crazy superpowers or, or from another planet. They're not just like normal people for the most part. Like most of the Marvel people used to be at some point. <laughs> so uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's just different over there in DC land. I'm really hoping it, uh, Justice League does really good. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, any final thoughts? So we're, we're, uh, we're running over yeah. an hour. So we're going to wrap it up. We don't <laughs> keep you guys too long and just, um, yeah, any, any thoughts, anything you've been working on you want to talk about, man? Um, I mean, I don't really have anything I'm ready to announce yet. I'm, I got a few things cooking. Um, um, I'm working on some music, uh, trying to get a little EP out. But like, other than that, um, I will say to anybody thinking about getting into crypto mining, just don't even do it. The, <laughs> the currency's, the currency's too volatile and, uh, Ethereum's going proof of stake in a couple months, which basically means your mining miners will be useless. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's just, it's, you know, there's a chance you can make some money, but I think the risks far outweigh the reward no. because you can also lose your shirt. I mean, cryptocurrency for lack of a better way of explaining is basically another stock market. So, you know, just keep that in mind going forward. You're not guaranteed to make money. So. Just keep that in mind. Ah. So, guys, uh, I will say, uh, as always, you can check my other stuff I do out at um, DiscussingWho.com where we talk about Doctor Who. We just finished up the season, waiting on the Christmas episode, so we have a few months of that. But also, we talk about comics. We uh, have uh, refurbed, or not refurbed, um, reinvigorated our YouTube channel, and we're going to start pushing content uh, weekly to that and you can get to that by going to youtube.discussingwho.com and they'll take you straight to our channel we also cover spider-man in our first youtube video so you should check it out there and um yeah that's all i got man so um yeah thank you guys for listening and uh send us any emails you might have to fans at techbition.com any questions or comments, uh, send it there. Also, we're on Facebook and uh, as well as Twitter, and that's at Techpedition, T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N. 
there as well. So, uh, yeah, stay connected, guys. Very, very quick. We'll see you next week. All right, guys. Go south. Very, very quick. 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 Go south. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.